Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit, coming at you live and local, or at least mostly local, here at the moment on WDBX 91.1 FM. We actually have a few guests today. Uh, let's start with our most remote guest. Uh, or can you hear us now? Good day. Good. We can hear you, too. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'm calling from the Cayman Islands, so I'm surprised you can hear me at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really have the long string working really well, but... Yeah, that's pretty exciting. We've got someone from. Uh, I think is this the first time we've had someone from an island call into the show. <laughs> I yeah, think it might I'm, be. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm about two miles from where I'm staying to my work, and I almost considered running there. Hmm. But it's hot here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we've also got guests here in the studio, too. Uh, if you could go ahead and introduce yourselves, and we'll should be live on the air now. Good morning, Tree Song. Uh, I'm Terry Hickey, and Aisha Roperto is here with me. We're representing For Kids' Sake. Uh, we're here today because tonight is the big night for our third annual 10K, 5K run walkathon at Turley Park. Thank you for having us on the show. Oh, yeah, thanks for coming on. And we've mentioned it briefly as a happening, but... Now that's happening tonight, could you tell us a little bit more about what it is and what the details are? Sure. Uh, the For Kids Sake 10K, 5K Run Walkathon, this is our third year of hosting this event at Turley Park. It's a fundraiser, and I'm going to actually let Aisha tell us a little bit about the uh, what the fundraising is for. Um, I'm just going to give you a couple details, though. Our, our registration opens at 4.30 today for those who haven't registered. We have nearly 200 people that have pre-registered. And uh, the registration opens at 4.30 at Turley Park tonight, Friday the 27th. And I'm going to let Aisha talk a little bit about what the benefit is for. The benefit is for um, supporting schools and orphanages in Bangladesh, so all the proceeds go to the kids and helps them with everything. Yeah. And Aisha is running in the race tonight, and so uh, you get a bunch of pledges, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell them uh, how much you've raised so far in pledges? I have raised $430. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I mean, I jog every day for my health, but it'd be nice to put some of that to use for a good cause. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we call it a run walkathon because we know there's a number of people that aren't runners, but it's a family event, and uh, we hope people will come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it, the race is start at 5.30 for the 10K, 6 o'clock for the 5K, and then afterwards there's going to be a, a wonderful award ceremony. There's going to be music being spun by a DJ from Memory Lane, and uh, the Long Branch and Town Square Market are going to be there offering veggie lasagna, grilled burgers, and grilled hot dogs. So it should be a very fun uh, event tonight and for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really fun. It sounds like something you go to even just for the event itself, but then also to know that it's helping such a good cause is really important. Exactly, and we, we have about a dozen local businesses that sponsored us this year, which we're really grateful for. Places like the Old National Bank, First Southern Bank, uh, SI uh, 
uh, I can't think of their full name. I'm sorry about that. Um, and uh, Dr. Butt. And there's a whole bunch of local businesses that have sponsored us. And there's going to be a lot of vendors there tonight as well, offering their services and, and showing people what they're up to. Yeah, well, sounds good. And where's the, the time and location of that again? The uh, For Kids Sake 10K, 5K Run Walkathon is at Turley Park tonight, Friday night, and the registration opens at 4.30. The 10K race starts at 5.30. The 5K race starts at 6 o'clock, and it'll be followed by awards and food and fun. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Thanks for coming on the air to tell us about that. Thank you so much, and thanks for having a show that, that highlights local events. We really appreciate the community spirit that you're bringing to the, the airwaves. Well, thank you. We do what we can. All right, so that's a good note to start out the show on. Uh, we also are going to get to our usual blend of uh, news and happenings. And, or do you have the uh, news pulled up? Are you still with us? Should we talk about the climate change or... Um, yeah. I mean, we could, I, I think talking about climate change a little bit is good, every now and then. Now, there there is an organization that releases a report, and it's been coming out pretty regularly now, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. There's 10 things to know about the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, otherwise known as the IPCC the UN-sponsored scientific group. They're going to present a landmark report today, right? Yeah, they're presenting the summary of it today. So I think something like a 30-page document about climate now, change. Yeah, the IPCC is actually 195, um, you know, it's a scientific body with 195 participating countries. You know? So it was actually established in the UN in 1988. So, to, well, assess and um, the causes and impacts of climate change. So. Yeah, we can mention a couple of the highlights here, I yeah. think. It's released four assessments, but they keep getting closer and closer together, it seems like. Yeah, well, it's one of, one of the discussions they have is what exactly the IPCC should be doing. Uh, I mean, currently they do these large assessments once every few years. Some people would like to see them do shorter assessments, you know, to yeah. keep keep up with the latest data each year. So, I mean, it's like um, a 2,000-page report will be out on Monday, although um, a 30-page report will be published today. Yeah. Which is the summary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the... the the summary is 30 pages, but the full report will be out on Monday, which is 2,000 pages. Um, now, next year, the IPCC will present sections assessing the impact of climate change and strategies to fight it. So this is the first time I think they've actually come out with ways to fight climate change. Before, it was always like, here's the dire doom and gloom and what's happening. Hmm. Um, and then they say, good luck with that. So the IPCC is meeting in Stockholm this week to adopt the first four parts of its fifth assessment report. So, yeah. Let's see. 
And what are they doing in Stockholm? Well, they're going through <laughs> the 2,000-page report line by line to make sure that everybody agrees on what the report will say. You know? Yeah. And you know, they, they might have non-scientific concerns about grammar or word choice or, you know, whether it's too complex or too vague. So imagine 195 representatives, you know, from different governments going through a 2,000 page report. Yeah, I felt, you know, co-edit. Quickly. I felt that at documents that are like a page or two long among a few people and takes a little bit of effort. <laughs> this is quite an endeavor they're engaging here. And I mean, of course, they want to make it so that the it is as accurate as possible because they actually had one mistake in their 2007 report and people just jumped all over it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, brace yourself. The climate deniers are coming. They're going to jump on this and try to find, if somebody misspelled a word, they're going to be all over that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what the IPCC is. But is this anything that affects the real world? Is it just a couple of people in Stockholm hanging out, just saying, let's look at a 2,000-page document for fun? Or does this have real-world effects? Well, here's a story about some of the real-world effects. Uh, the <coughs> Excuse me. The Maldives, a fledgling democracy at the vanguard of climate change. On this Friday, the low-lying island nation of the Maldives will be given the date of its extinction, a notice of death by drowning. It will come in the form of a prediction for future sea level rise in a landmark report on global warming by the world's climate scientists. On current trends, anything more than three generations will feel like a reprieve. Now imagine that. You live in this country and, like, anything more than... Three generations is of your country still existing is seen as optimistic. Well, where, where I'm located right now, the whole island is someone like 50 miles. The biggest island is 50 miles long. Yeah. And it, there was a debate last night at the bar. Um, is the highest point 35 feet or 65 feet? <laughs> so, but it was all it was all. Um, Nobody local was involved in that debate. It was all people who are working here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but no matter what, there is no hills. Actually, um, I saw a road that said something was the, the hill was in the name, and I was like, you drove on it, and maybe it went up like 15 feet. Hmm. But I was like, oh, there's a hill. Let's drive up there. And I was like, there's no hill. <laughs> it's like what they call hills in northern Illinois. So. Yeah. Well, they also they share an issue that we share here in the U.S. That uh, the the issue of climate change, even given the credentials of President, uh, for recent President Nasheed, the poll leader in the current election, it was an invisible topic during the country's presidential election campaign. So they're having you know the former president who's trying to get back into power talked a lot about climate change. But it's not really coming up in the debates, it sounds like, because they've got other economic issues they're dealing with. So that's what... It's hard enough to imagine in the U.S. us not talking about climate during the presidential election. But in the, in the Maldives, to, to not talk about it, that seems yeah, a little odd. Not talk about it in a place where it will wipe out your whole country. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they will find out what date 
approximately their country will go underwater when they release the report today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and one of the big issues they face is the coral reef issue because the this sliver of an island nation is home to nearly 400,000 people, and it's literally built on tall coral columns perched on ancient underwater mountains. So the landmark report coming out today, it's probably going to have a lot to say about coral, and it may have a great impact on their nation because their island is built on a giant coral uh, tower. I like this little quote from the environmental minister at, in the Maldives. Um, Our islands are not rocks in the ocean. They are dynamic natural systems, and the changes caused by climate change are making life difficult or even unbearable for species like humans. If we were birds, we would just simply fly to Sri Lanka, but we build houses and settle. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically saying... Hey, we live here, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we can't fly away. All right, let's talk about something funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is dark humor, but it is a little funny, I suppose. <laughs> this cleaning <laughs> up a lake. How do you clean up a lake with an unstoppable oil spill? That's like, <laughs> well, drain the lake. Yay! How do you clean it up, though? Doesn't all the oil just go to the bottom when you drain it? That's kind of like we had to destroy the village in order to save it, like that famous quote. Well, you know, we'll drain the lake in order to save the lake. And we talked about this a couple months ago. They had a, a leak into a Canadian wilderness from a drilling site, and it was just leaking for over a month, and they didn't know how to stop it. Because it was a new method where they were using steam to to soften the bitumen that was underground and something went wrong and it just started leaking into this lake? I mean, come on, it's only 12,000 barrels. Yeah, 12,000 barrels in a lake, I'm sure. You know, it's only killed 100 big animals that they've counted. So, yeah, actually so much oil has flowed into the 131-acre lake that is Alberta's Environment Department has ordered the company to drain it and dredge it before the water body freezes over. So they, they are going to, the oil's all going to settle to the bottom, and then they're going to, you know, dredge it, which means to scoop out the dirt and the oil at the bottom. Yeah. And That's 131-acre lake they're going to just drain. <laughs> yeah, and part of the plan is they're trying to uh, drain like a third of it that they're trying to drain a third of it that there's a bridge that divides it into one third on one side and two thirds on the other side so they're going to try to drain all the water from the one third portion into the two third portion and then scrape, scrape out the gunk and then put the water back so it's only like 40 acres not 131 acres here I thought it was this big disaster <laughs> yeah very relieving and I'm sure, you know, they say that there's no contamination in the other part of the lake. I'm sure that there's no way any oil could have gotten over there. And I'm sure that dumping the oil from this part into that part will not exacerbate anything. Well, here's another story we don't have to worry about. It's not happening around here. It's the plague of hornets in China. Should we even talk about it? It's <laughs> killing people and killing bees. 
so. If you've ever wanted to visit China, now might not be the best time. Thanks to climate change, massive numbers of Asian giant hornets, these are the ones that are the size of your thumb, have been rolling through, eating honeybees and stinging humans to death. Now, not to scare you or anything, but you do know that they are coming to our area next. There's actually a swarm of them that have been working their way up from Mexico. Mm. I don't actually think it's in this article, but I have read about it. Yeah. So. Well, that's one of the concerns with climate change is that it causes changes in migration patterns for a lot of different species, and including insects. Insects tend to like warmer weather, so ones that used to be in more southerly warm climates start to move north, and they start to eat people. Now, interestingly enough, um, in Japan, the honeybees have figured out a way to fight back by cooking the hornets. After surrounding a hornet in a spherical formation, Japanese honeybees engage their flight muscles, raising their collective temperature beyond what hornets can withstand. Now, bees in Europe can't do that, and guess what? That's probably where the hornets are heading next. They've already appeared in France, Spain, Portugal, Belgium, and experts say Italy and the U.K. are next on the itinerary. So, pretty fun. Yeah. But. Such is the, the rewards of climate change. All right, let's go through a couple of these kind of quickly as headlines so we can get to the happenings again. The feds... Oh, please. <laughs> yes. The feds to frackers, no, please, let us help you find a place to dump your wastewater. They've got, you know, in the northeast and other places, they've got millions and millions of barrels of wastewater from fracking, and the government is coming to the rescue. The Department of Energy will fund a... Wait a second. <laughs> they have all this waste, and the government is coming to the rescue? Yeah, the government is coming to the rescue to fund them to do something with it. $1.8 million for a two-year project to... Find somewhere to stash this gross water. That's nice. You know, I just imagine, like, if I was at home and, you know, I did some weird chemistry experiment in my bathtub, and I called the city and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this toxic water. And they're like, oh, sure, we'll find a place for that. It doesn't work the same way. Some persons are more equal than others. If I, as a natural person, did that, I'd get in trouble. But a corporation, as a unnatural person, <laughs> they don't get in as much trouble. This next story about uh, the wacky jet streams to blame for wild North American weather actually is um, a big topic of discussion out here in the Cayman Islands because they haven't got hit by any hurricanes in the hurricane season. Yeah. I, I, I came out here to paradise, and all you guys do is talk about the weather. <laughs> but apparently right now it's the off-season because it's hurricane season, and usually... Well, there's hurricanes, but it's like wonderful, beautiful weather and not a cloud in the sky. Hmm. And so people are actually freaking out because it's nice here. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of wild weather has afflicted North America. Delusions in Colorado and Alberta, a heat wave in Alaska and bitter cold in Florida. But there's a high altitude link between each of these unusual events. 
which it might be tied to climate change. Erratic behavior by the polar jet stream. So, mm -hmm. nature is definitely going bipolar. All right, let's see. We've also got this last one. Russia says Greenpeace protesters are pirates. The Yarr. Greenpeace activists last week scaled the, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this Russian <laughs> name, uh, Mamia. <laughs> they scaled the Russian platform, basically. And they're trying to bring attention to offshore drilling starting off the coast of Russia. Because there's been a lot of drilling on the coast there already, but they're moving out into the deep, cold Arctic waters to do some more drilling. And they want to try to stop that and bring attention to it. And they got charged with piracy. You know, it's, governments will often find the most severe charges to throw at someone. So rather than charging them with protesting or trespassing, they're calling them pirates. Obviously, the 30 protesters are not pirates. Yeah. Pirates are seafaring robbers. These guys are trying to stop the people who are, like, messing with the planet. Yeah, they're trying so, to stop the pirates. <laughs> so they've, the Russian law enforcement have actually <laughs> locked them up kind of indefinitely as pirates. Yeah. So, all right, that's in the news. Yeah. We better get... We've only got about two or three minutes left for the, the holidays right, and happenings. Let's just skip all the cool stuff in the world and go right to <laughs> happenings. Yes. We have the Super Splash Park groundbreaking ceremony coming up today at 11.30 a.m. Very, so very soon over at the Carbonale Superblock, 601 South Lewis Lane. Now, I want to be out there in front to point out that I think we were the first news media to ever report that this was going to happen. Yeah, we got the scoop. Both Street Song and I, once I heard about it, went all over the Internet looking for news and stuff to try to find anybody talking about that this was going to be the groundbreaking. But anyway, hmm. we did that like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. So our show for once was groundbreaking. <laughs> but today, the Super Splash Park groundbreaking ceremony is happening. Um, it will be probably about a year and a half before they completely open the park, but um, now's the chance to see some of the plans and look at a lazy river and water slides and all that cool, cool stuff. Yes, and all that cool, and cool so, water. <laughs> and actually, um, there is no Friday Night Fair. They're done. They're done. Done for the season. So that's what I understand. Yes. That last week was supposed to be the last one, and it actually got canceled because of bad weather. So. All right. Well, it'll be back again next year, I imagine, but that's it for this yeah. year. The Tonight, we mentioned earlier, the For Kids' Sake. Once again, that's over at Turley Park tonight. The, the pre-registration starts at 4.30. The event starts at 5.30, and it's going to be a good time. And you can pledge and donate any time just by going for, forkidssake.net. Um, yes. Open mic night tonight at the Guy House Interface Center. Express yourself in a comfortable coffee house style environment. Everyone is invited. Everyone has a chance to express themselves by listening or talking. Yes. Also coming up this weekend, the yard sale. There's a yard sale going on at the Church of the Good Shepherd, United Church of Christ in Carbondale, starting tomorrow. We have 
in Carbondale to Farmer's Markets. The West Town Farmer's Market is from 8 until noon on Saturday, and the one at the Carbondale Community High School is from 9 until 1. And then that's um, till November, and then the one in Carbondale Community High School in November will move inside. Yes. It's good to have local produce, local food, and arts and crafts at the farmer's market. We also have a fairly new event still over at Guy House, the Talking Circle. This is an event held by the Native American Church over at Guy House, 913 South Illinois, on Mondays. So it's coming up next Monday at 5.30 p.m. They include songs, specific teachings from their traditions, and an open-ended discussion. They try to find a medicine to help people get through the challenges of life. Also at the Guy House Interface Center, Wednesday at 6 p.m., the Contemplative Writers Group. Join up for vegetarian meal and a short session of reading aloud about spontaneous writing, doing spontaneous writing, and sharing what we wrote. It's a lot of fun and can be transformative. All right, and we'll get to this last here. Blessing of the Animals and Food Drive coming up on next Saturday at 2 p.m., at the Church of the Good Shepherd, United Church of Christ, over at 515 South Orchard Drive in Carbondale. That's not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. And, and I do si- want you to put on October 12th two events on your calendar, the 70th anniversary celebration of the Guy House Interface Center and also the Frack Free Fest. I almost said that right. <laughs> yes. Both on October 12th on a Saturday. So put those on your calendar. We're very excited about those, and we'll tell you more details next week. Well, I hope that's been exciting. It was exciting for me. I got the Internet to work, the, the Skype to work, the, everything. Yes. I'm talking to you. <laughs> from another country. From another, another country. Yes. In the, in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> that's really exciting. But they, they drive on the wrong side of the road here. <laughs> Maybe we drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> just like so alright alright yes we'll see Talk you again on the video next week yep next week same bat time same bat channel 91.1 FM and don't forget to become a member of the community club you can give us a call at 618-457-3691 as soon as I get off the air here and we'll see you here next week on the radio